Thank you for joining the Shots Side podcast. We are one week post NBA All Star break. Uh, you're listening to episode 46, dealing with Kevin Durant's son's debut. We'll talk about injury woes, winning on the Lakers, Steph Curry returning for the Warriors. Big news for that. We'll also have some more current NBA news for you coming today. Uh, also, we're also closing in on our one year anniversary of the podcast. That'll be on March 15th, so we'll have a special uh, podcast for you guys then. But until then, let's jump right into the conversation with the boys. Welcome back to the Shot to Side podcast. I'm your host, Alex. I'm joined once again by Adam and Matt. How are we doing today, boys? Doing good. Doing good. All right. Let's get it started and ha. Oh my god! All right, we're gonna get it started here. So today, um, we're gonna start off by talking about just some top teams and uh, some of the worst teams over the seven-day stretch since the All-Star break. Um, so starting off with the best teams, all all these, all four of these teams are four zero. So you got, or I should say, all three of these teams are four zero. So you got the Bucks, you got the Knicks, and you got the Kings. All four zero, having a superb. Uh, start to the second half of the season. We'll start off with the Bucks, though. Um, so they've beaten the Heat by 29 points. They've beaten the Suns without KD by three. They've beaten the Nets and the Magic. So um, just something to look at is, you know, these teams that are 4-0 and right now definitely play at least two teams that um, are definitely beatable, if not more than two teams. But um, what do you guys think of, you know, the Bucks and Knicks and the Kings so far, you know, hot start, hot start to the second half. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bucks have been hot for a while. I think they're on a 16 game win streak now. Um, so that's kind of just continued through all-star break. I think biggest thing for the Bucks is just making sure Giannis is healthy because the team will only go as far as however healthy Giannis is. Um, obviously, Middleton's health matters too, but Giannis is really the driving force of the Bucks. Um, and as far as the the Knicks go, um, I mean the Knicks have been playing good lately. I'm I'm definitely not too sold by them. I, I think the Boston win was a nice win, but I mean Washington, Pels, Nets. I mean not world beaters there. Um, nice wins, but nothing like crazy or anything like that. Um, and then the King, I mean, the Kings have been looking good. Um, they're looking like they're actually, I wouldn't say a contender, but an actual team that could win a playoff series, depending on who the matchup is. Um, I think they got a lot of um, scoring power. They lack on defense sometimes, but I think they could stay in it with um, a lot of different teams. And they have some versatile looks they can throw at you when you have a center like Sabonis. Um, so I think they're definitely a team that, could be a sleeper to maybe upset a team um even though it might not even be an upset because they could be the higher seed but it would still kind of be an upset if they beat somebody like i don't know like the mavs or something like that or like right but yeah yeah adam you were actually we had this talk on on an episode before where you know we talked about the kinks who were like i think the conversation was started around do we think the Kings are going to make the playoffs or not this year and break their dry spell of, uh, I think they're the longest organization to go without making the playoffs. I think it's at some crazy number, either high teens or low twenties, something like that. It might be like 22, somewhere around there. And I was on board with them making the playoffs. You were not. Are you still holding up with that? Or do you believe that they have a good chance of breaking that dry spell? I mean, you gotta you gotta give it to them. They put together a phenomenal <laughs> year. I so you change it, you, ch- you switch it up. Who would have thought? Who would have <laughs> thought that the Sacramento Kings would be the third seed in the West? Like, I mean, come on. De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis. I thought they would. <laughs> uh, There's a the, number of people. You, you did not think they'd be the third seed. You, you, no, you not thought... third seed. No, no. I th- I thought they would make the playoffs though. Oh yeah, you thought that they were gonna make the playoffs over 
the Suns, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Mavs, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, the Lakers, and the Blazers? No, I thought I didn't think they would be better than any of those teams. I just said that out of 10 possible play off play in scenarios that they're one of those teams that should make it. Well, yeah, they're obviously going to make it, but like it's the fact that like no one saw them being the 3 seed and especially in the West. But I still don't see them sticking at the 3 spot. I see them more as like a, a fifth or sixth seed. So I, I, I mean, they're making the most out of their situation. And after the all-star break, they're one of the best teams in the West. So, but I think in terms of like throughout the rest of the season, I don't know if they finish as strong as they started the season, but the Knicks on the other hand, I, I think that they're competing for what are, they're the fifth seed in the East, so they're pretty. They're competing with Cleveland, so they're pretty much competing for home field advantage for the playoffs. But it's the thing is the, playing outside for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the addition of Josh Hart though to the squad has definitely looked better than having Cam Reddish for sure. Um, and Jalen Bronson has been going off. I think behind Damian Lillard, you could make a case that he's probably the second best point guard that's been going at it since All-Star break, or even a little bit, you could even say this year in general, in 2023, he's probably the second best point guard. And people have to factor in, you know, obviously I'm not saying he's better than Stephen Curry and some of these other guards, but Steph's missed time uh, with injury. Um, I'm not counting Luka as a true point guard. He's kind of a hybrid point guard, small forward. Same with James Harden. Um, but Luca's not a true point guard. Well, in the sense of the position and how you can't call a six foot seven guy who his position isn't point guard. He's not guarding point other point guards. He's guarding, you know, shooting yeah, guard, small forwards. So in that aspect, um, is he a point guard? Yeah, he's a point guard, but yeah. I'm just not putting him in that true point guard area as like some. I should have just said small guards. He's like, yeah, for small guards, Jalen Brunson is right behind Damian Lillard. I think this year. Really, is Lamelo a point guard? Lamelo's a point guard, yeah. Like the same height. Yeah, but Lamelo Lamelo guards other point guards though too. Not all the time. Terry Rozier does. Depends on the point guard. If the point guards, right. But I I never see Luca guarding another player's opposing point guard unless it's like LeBron James who's bringing it up or somebody that's equal to his size. He's not guarding some of those smaller guys. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, I I like Adam's point about the Knicks. They they probably are for real. I guess that they're on the second longest win streak there. Won seven in a row behind the Bucks with one sixteen, and the next closest is only four. So yeah, I mean they've definitely been really hot lately. So that's what you need going into the postseason. You kind of just need to be hitting at your stride at the right time. Yeah, and I, I, kinda, I like the way that the Knicks roster is kind of set up. I, I think they did a really good job trading for what, Josh, Josh Hart. Josh Hart, yeah. yeah. I think that was a great move. But I, I think, what, I think Milwaukee is trying to get D-Rose. And same with uh, Phoenix. Well, he hasn't been bought out yet. Uh, I, this yeah. is if he gets bought out. So, I think Milwaukee's going for Drogic instead. Was Which recorded. he he has bought out. So yeah, Dragic is a candidate for a lot of these, uh, you know, teams that need a backup point guard that can give you like 12, 15 minutes off the bench in a playoff scenario. So um, yeah, he's a he's a great player that I think a lot of a lot of these championship contenders are probably you know waiting for. Derrick Rose, on the other hand, um, you never know with Tom Thibodeau if you know because that's his guy, Derrick Rose. I don't know if he. If this is an ownership thing where they're going to just release him, because I don't think Tom Thibodeau would just be like, go ahead, trade him away, or not trade him away, but just 
wave him wave him in general. I think it's still nice to have a player like D Rose on your bench just in case somebody like quickly or Brunson go down for a little bit of time. It's still nice to have somebody like that who can still play in the NBA. Yeah. If I'm if I'm Derrick Rose, I want to win a championship. And I think you either go to the Suns or Milwaukee. Me personally, I'd love to see him on the Suns win a championship this year. I get that, but you know, Chris Paul's knocking on wood is still healthy right now. Campaign just came back off injury, so you know, is Derrick Rose really getting any playing time unless one of those two goes down? Oh yeah. You think so? Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, that's the Suns don't really have the best backup guards and you can you can run a smaller lineup on your backup unit that's fine you can have campaign and derrick rose in your, in your backcourt well, matt is it fair to say that the suns don't have any good backup players uh yeah i mean it's fair to say i, I mean if they're starting a kobe though i feel like tj warren's decent off the bench um other than tj warren i mean he's not even as good as he used to be uh, he's been kind of shaky right. coming back. Um, he's not a bad But Troy Craig is off the bench is not too bad. I think he kind of brings some energy at times. Uh, Londale's he's okay in minutes, sparingly minutes. Um, yeah. He's I mean, not we can playing t- in the playoffs. We, we can talk about the Suns a little bit later when we go into talking about KD a little bit more um, and just that addition, but I want to touch base just, you know, we touch base on, you know, the four and teams to start off, but let's talk about, you know, five teams that are in, you know, going the opposite direction that haven't won a game since all-star break. So that includes the thunder, which are the worst at own five. Um, you know, I, I didn't quite see that happening with Shay and how well they started off the season, but, Shay's had, you know, had a little bit of an injury. He also has COVID, so he'll be out a little bit longer. And then uh, you got the Rockets, Nets, and Pistons all 0-4. I don't think we have any, you know, disagreement with why these teams are 0-4. All three of these teams are, you know, not high-caliber, you know, teams. So, um, and then you got the surpriser out of the five, which is the Clippers 0-3. Granted, it's only three games, and they're adding a big addition. Well, big addition for their team, I guess. Actually, a lot of additions. And, you know, Russell Westbrook, Eric Eric Gordon. Um, who else did they add? Uh, oh, Bones Island. Mason Plumley, Bones Island. So adding all those guys is definitely going to change up your roster. And, you know, they've had some close games. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Um, but let's just talk about, you know, What's been kind of the shocker besides the Clippers for you guys with some of these worst teams? Start with Adam. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, these teams are not good, so they they make sense. That I don't expect them to win, but I guess I mean, if you really had to like choose one team, to, like that really shocked you a little bit. I mean, maybe maybe the Rockets. I mean. They're not a bad team. They're young. That's it. Like, they're young and inexperienced. But, like, I, maybe they would have, they could have won a couple of games. But I don't know. I'm not really shocked in general, though. Yeah, I mean, I would say more of the most surprising thing was that the Spurs actually won a game, snapping a 16-game losing streak. Yeah. Uh, that was probably the most shocking thing. And they're on the verge of winning their second straight tonight, too. So, um, honestly, all these teams I would expect, besides the Clippers, to be not good. Especially, I mean, the Thunder had been good earlier, but when, when Shea's not playing, I think that, I mean, Shea's averaging 30 a game. So, <laughs> that makes a huge difference when you're missing a 30-point score. And then the Nets, uh, I mean, they traded away two all-star starters um so obviously that's gonna make a big difference and then you got um ben simmons afraid to touch the basketball afraid to play some games um they're not really a good team i mean they got a bunch of role players 
Um, and then the Pistons, uh, they've had some people out too. Obviously, um, Cade's been out most of the year. And then Duren's been out lately. And, I mean, that team wasn't that good to start with. And then when you're missing some of your best players, like, you're just not going to be a good team. And then, like you said with the Clippers, they added so many new pieces that, like, it is kind of understandable that um, they would be struggling a little bit just until they kind of get their chemistry together a little bit more. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting, like, when they played the T-Wolves, like, Ant kind of made a good point after the game is that, like, that's kind of a matchup that the T-Wolves like is when they like to play a lot of iso ball. And he really did have a point that they do play a ton of iso ball um, between, like, Paul George, Kawhi, and uh, Russ likes to play iso ball too. So, like, when you do have good wing defenders, like, that's a kind of a team that you can shut down, especially – um, when they lost some of their perimeter shooters like Kennard and um, oh, what's it, Reggie Jackson can shoot sometimes, uh, can get hot sometimes. But yeah, and Eric Gordon had like there was one game he did decent with the Clippers, but otherwise he's kind of been struggling from three. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean I totally agree. I, I mean the one team on here that I would just press the brakes on is the Clippers. I think. You know, I still have them as a possible championship contending team, which is really tough to say, especially with, you know, what's been going on with their franchise over the history of uh, their time. It It's tough to, for me to even put them up there, but uh, I, I just love the players on their team. And, and I think Westbrook's going to fit a lot better with this Clippers squad than he did in, you know, with the Lakers or with the Rockets. Um, and then, you know... Pistons, I mean, that's tough, losing Cade for the rest of the year. I mean, same thing with the Hornets, losing LaMelo for the year. You're not going to win a lot of games with, you know, your two, your, both your uh, stars out for the regular season. So, um, yeah, I think we touched that pretty well. But um, I want to move on to, you know, Kevin Durant and his son's debut. I think, you know, it was nice to see all four of those guys together, seeing Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, KD, D-Book, all looking great. You know, Chris Paul had 11 assists, didn't shoot the ball that great. Ayton had 16 and 16 boards. Uh, KD poured in 23, I think, on 10 of 14 shooting, which was nothing new. I thought he was going to, you know, shoot about that, especially with him just coming in. I didn't think he was going to put up, like, 30 shots or anything. Uh, that all went to D book who had 37, six and seven. Um, they looked very comfortable together. Um, I just want to hear your guys' thoughts real quick, just on what you guys thought of the debut of them beating the Hornets 105 to 91. That, I mean, that's exactly what I felt when I watched is they, they looked very comfortable as a group and Katie kind of just settled in just perfect. Like, he didn't really have to do anything too crazy his first game. And he still put up, what, 23 points. And then DeAndre Ayton giving you that 16-16. And now Chris Paul can just solely be a facilitator, run that pick and pop, you know, dish it off to D-Book or KD. So I really like where the Suns are sitting right now. And there's no team in, in the league right now that – I see beating them this year. Bold call. Matt, you well, feel the same especially, way? Especially being healthy. Like Yes, just, if they're healthy. That's that's the key. And then also their their backups are pretty bad. We talked about that earlier. Um but that starting lineup, it's it's an all star <laughs> lineup. Yeah, but one of these players is not like the other players. And that's Josh Okogi. I don't I don't believe Josh Okogi deserves a start in any lineup. Future All Star. <laughs> Future All Star. Are you kidding me? God, they need somebody to get bought out. That's it, like a two guard or something. Gee, fuck, put Jared Culver out there or something. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That one hits a little I, too close to home. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Josh Okogi should too. He was on the Wolves as well. I just, Not a I mean, I get pick, it. Though. I mean, Josh Okogi was like a 20th. late lottery. He was. 
was he 20th? Yeah, 20th. 20th overall pick. Still a first rounder. But yeah, I mean, Matt, what do you what do you think yeah. about the Suns? I mean, uh, Kogi had been playing good like prior to this past game where he went 0 for 4, but I think really the thing with the Suns is I think they have the best starting lineup in the entire NBA, no matter who that fourth person is, because I think just like the top four players on that team is probably the best four on like any team, like in my opinion. I mean, there there's better duos probably, like I mean, AD and LeBron probably maybe a better duo than Durant and Booker. Um, I don't know, kind of debatable. Kawhi and Paul George, stuff like that, but like James Harden and Bead, Embiid, yeah, Tatum and Brown. But like, yeah. I'm saying just top four players on a team. I don't know if you could name a better team that has a top four that's better than that. Um, it's tough, I mean, yeah, especially when like Chris Paul's healthy and playing at a high level. Um, because like I was pointing out that like he shot really bad the this last game, but then same time Alex had like he had 11 assists which is pretty much what he's there to do is make life easier for all of his teammates um because he's an elite point guard elite passer um and that kind of helps like get chemistry quick when you're a new team together is when you have uh, a point guard like Paul um I think the Suns are really in it to win it right now because like Chris Paul's not getting any younger KD's not getting any younger obviously Booker and Aiton are hitting their prime so like they're not they're not old but they're also ready to win i think they're not you can't really call them like young bucks anymore really they're more just like starting to get to that point where it's time to start winning and they already got that taste of the finals in their mouth um and now they they're got to come back for seconds to the table and actually get the job done uh, i think the west is kind of wide open like uh, the the nuggets have looked good but i they don't scare me if I'm the Suns or anything like that. I think. No, but you should. I feel like you got to put at least some respect on their name because I think. Oh yeah. You know I mean, they got the two-time MVP. In about, a row. To, about to be three. I mean about the way it's looking. Three. And then I mean I think their defense has looked a lot better. I don't know if it's a fluke or not, but. You know, especially having Jabal Murray back, Porter playing decent, Aaron Gordon's looking really good this year. Um, they got rid of the DeAndre Jordan experiment. And Bruce Brown's in. been great. Thomas Bryant. Yeah, Bruce Brown looks good. But Adam, just uh, how do you think the Suns are, if they do have a deep playoff run, of course it's got to have health. They got to stay healthy. And then two, they're going to get need some help from their backups as well. Um, maybe not later in playoff games but especially in the first and first half just trying to give some of those starters a little bit of breather how do you think they go about doing that uh and can they well i mean they they have everything just handed out for them they just need to play the game called basketball and just dominate that's all they have to do honestly i mean I haven't seen a super team like this in a long time. Like even even when Golden State had Kevin Durant, I don't think that team had that many like great stars on a team. Like obviously you had Steph, Clay, and KD, Draymond, okay. Draymond too. I guess Draymond. They had some good bench players too. GP two. This is, it, I mean, that's what Jordan it kind of reminds me of. Like this team reminds me of like, like a super team that we've seen in the past from like the Warriors, the Heat. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I still think the Golden State squad is was is way better than this Phoenix squad by far. I guess we don't know yet. We don't know yet. I mean, Matt, is there even? I don't think there's any competition between the Warriors squad and that, and this Suns squad. Warriors team has the most wins in a regular season, and they won two championships. What the Suns haven't done anything yet. I think you're maybe foreclosing on something that could possibly happen. I just don't think they're better team overall than that Warriors squad. Do you agree? Do you agree with that? All right. 
I would agree with that just because, like, uh, that Warriors squad, I mean, if KD didn't tear his Achilles and Clay didn't get hurt, I mean, they could have maybe won, like, six championships in a row. That's, that's how good they looked. Um, I'd say that they're more comparable kind of like to the, the Nets with KD, Harden, and Kyrie, um, but then add in somebody like Aiton because, like, that's who they're missing um, when they're playing. Um with the Nets was a big because Claxton hadn't really broken out yet um, when Harden was still there. Because uh, I'd say Harden's kind of comparable to Chris Paul. I mean, he, he's bigger and he's younger, so he was definitely like probably a little bit better than Chris Paul, but also Aiton is better than anybody the Nets had for like center-wise. Um, so I'd say it's more comparable to that team. And as we saw with that team, like they were on the verge of maybe beating the Bucks and the year the Bucks won it, but then obviously like injuries happen. So I think that's honestly the biggest thing with this team is like injuries. Like we've seen KD drag terrible players to a certain heights before. Um, so I think the bench won't be that big of an issue. I think they're just going to need some guys to make some timely shots at times, which I think they could make. I mean, like campaign does hit some timely shots at, at times, especially um, in the playoffs. Yeah, same with Tory Craig's hit him before. Um, Landry Shamit. Yeah, and he, even like the last like ten games too. I think um, Akogi's average or shooting like forty four percent from three, which is pretty nuts considering he's a career like twenty eight percent three point shooter. So. Yeah. Do they have Landry Shamit on their team still? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Shamit. Okay. I'm not sure if he's hurt or not, but I know they have him still. So. Okay, yeah. I mean, the one thing that came to mind was, you know, KD really hasn't, his whole career hasn't really played with, like, a, a center like DeAndre Ayton. You'd probably have to go back to the OKC days with Steven Adams, but uh, I don't think that's comparable. I think Ayton's way better prospect and has probably done more in his career. Well, maybe not more in his career, but um, is definitely a better center than Steven Adams was. And then you've you can go back to the Kayvon Looney days. You can go to, you what know, Nick Claxton. Yeah, some of these smaller centers, though. So he hasn't really played with a, you know, another seven footer that can kind of protect the paint with him. Um, I know in his first game, KD had two blocks. So I mean, that's huge for the Suns team because, you know, losing Mikel Bridges, losing Cam Johnson, two quality small forwards that can play good defense, on ball defense. Uh, and protect protect the rim, and you know, try to save some, you know, some energy and stuff for DeAndre Ayton. Um, so it's good to see KD actually, you know, be able to, you know, hopefully he can keep playing defense that way. But um, Adam, is there anything you want to close out? I know this is your team. I'll, I'll save it for you. I, I just I just want to leave it at this. I mean, Kevin Durant's never played with you know such a spectacular player like. Like Devin Booker. I mean, we've got we've got you know the cream of the crop right there, you know. But I I I, me personally I have high expectations for the Suns. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people do. But I think it's their their window is the rest of this year and next year, and that's about it with Chris Paul. And then they have to kind of regroup a little bit, but I don't know where they're going to go from there. But all I know is watch out this year because, I mean, for me, I think it's either, it's probably going to be another rematch, Phoenix and Milwaukee. I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see a rematch. Yeah, it's a possibility. A championship I'll, I'll, or bust, though, for the Suns, I'm guessing. They do have KD and Booker still on four-year deals, though, so. I mean, they have time, but also you don't want to waste what you have right now, especially with how the West is going. I mean, can you imagine CP3 two years from now? He's probably not going to look too good. What, retired in two years? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, they can always find another point guard that wants to team up with them, though. I mean, that there are so many good point guards in this league compared to any other position out there, I think. They could always get Cliff Paul to replace Chris. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Looks pretty frisky. I've always <laughs> been more of a, a Cliff he's a, fan. He's great with those assists, too. So, 
that's all you need is somebody who can dish assist to D book and, and KD. So that might be another option, but um, another player that's been really going off lately, lately is Damian Lillard. Um, this year he's been just on fire. Um, I want to say this year he's averaging close to like 50 something points on average, uh, just in the past like two months, which is crazy. Uh, I know after the all-star break, he's averaging 46 points, about six boards, four assists, um, and then the big game against the Houston Rockets on the 26th uh, had 71 points on 22 of 38 shooting, making 13 threes, perfect from the free throw line, 14 of 14. Uh, we haven't really seen something like this since, what was it, last year when Donovan Mitchell put up 71 as well? And then before that, it would have been Devin Booker, you know, 70 points against Boston Celtics. I uh, just want to hear your guys' quick thoughts on just what you guys are. I mean, not necessarily what you're seeing out of Portland, because Portland's even with Dame going off, you're not seeing Portland win all these games. I just want to know what you guys would think about Damian Lillard and what you know. We saw it in the three point contest. We saw it in the All Star game. Like this guy's a premier scorer in this league. I just want to hear what your guys' thoughts are on Damian Lillard. Well, I mean, like. You you think about the greatest shooters to ever play in the in the game. Obviously, number one, you think of Steph Curry, and I think undoubtedly number two is Damian Lillard. He's probably one of the most clutch players we've seen in a long time. And on top of that, well, you guys don't think he's clutch? No, I say no, shooter. I, shooter. I think he's one of the best shooters. Maybe even the best, like beyond like thirty-five feet. Like he's pretty consistent at those shots. Um, but I maybe give somebody like Clay and on like overall shooting. I would put Clay him. above him, and even I like, would put Reggie. I'm Miller. a huge Ray Allen okay. fan. Ray Love Allen. Ray Allen. Okay, I I probably should rephrase that. Best three-pointer, three-point shooter of all. He's probably number would, two of all time. I would I would say if you're taking a shot outside like of thirty-five three. feet. There's two guys, two guys in the league that can shoot it from 35 feet oh, and not three. get yelled at. There's three. What? You forgot about Trey Young? Yeah, but Trey Young isn't doing it. Mm. I don't think Trey Young's doing it at a consistent rate, especially this year. He's not really. No, this year he, he uh, he's kind of been shying away from that. But like the past couple of years, he's been he's been doing that just like Steph and and Dame. Yeah, it's still early in his career, too. Yeah. So, I mean, just I'd still put Damian Lillard. I mean, yeah, you could put Trey Young in that conversation. You could. But those are the top two guys from 35-plus feet is Steph and then Dame. That's what, that, I mean, that's what all I'm trying to say is Dame is, is, is a generational player. Like, you don't see a player like him come around very often. So, like... When we get to experience like these seventy-one point games from like great players that are aging, you kind of just have to relish in them, and it's it's it is really sad to see Dame be on such a shitty organization. I, I don't think the team's that bad in general, but it's the fact that he'll never come close to winning a championship unless he moves. I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I think at, we were talking about it earlier, like how how uh, helpful like Josh Hart has been to the Knicks, and it's kind of like baffling, like a team like the Trailblazers that you could use nice perimeter defenders that can shoot, uh, get rid of somebody like that, and then bring in Thibault, who's a brick from three. Um, he's a great defender, but I think if they wanted to bring in Thibault, they could have brought him in as an addition off the bench versus getting rid of somebody like Josh Hart, especially if they're competing this year because they, they didn't really get that much for him. They got a, a first-round pick from the Knicks, but the Knicks are a playoff team, so it's a late first, most likely. Um, but, yeah, Cam Reddish has been doing really good lately, too, ever since the trade. Yeah, and he had spurts with the Knicks where he did good too, but it, it's more of like a consistency thing with Cam Reddish, and he's what, and he's not lived up to his no. defensive potential really either. I just, I just love how 
I told you guys, I was like, I don't want to talk about the Portland Trailblazers as a team. Let's just talk about Damian Lillard in general. <laughs> and then you guys go on a spurt about how Portland's just going in the gutter. Like, okay. I totally get that. But I just wanted to mention it real quick. I thought it was really kind of comedic a little bit. Um, I think it was either a tweet that Dame had or something, or it was like a quote where he was like, it's not always greener on the opposite side uh, when you move teams. Like, I think he pointed out Russell Westbrook too, about how many, you know, from moving on from OKC, it's kind of gotten worse and worse. Uh, and, you know, even if you're not winning those championships consistently because of the squad you're with, he's still raking in a bunch of money and he's still putting up stats and people are still going to love him. Now that with that being said, it's all depending on the player on what you want to achieve in your career. Some people want to win the most championships they possibly can. Uh, and that's great, but that depends on your team as well. And I think Dame's done a very good job of, you know, being very controlled with his thoughts and, uh, how he goes about, um, you know, not not only his life in general on the court, but also outside of the court and what he means to Portland in general. Um, and I think it's good for the league to have somebody who wants to stay on your squad because, you know, we know how it feels being Minnesota fans. Like, we expect players to be on our team for, like, what, four or five seasons? Then we're like, once they're done with their rookie deal, they'll probably move on and go somewhere else and play for a championship team and want to win somewhere else. We're used to that. Um, I wish I we had somebody like Damian Lillard. You know, obviously we wish this is going to happen with Anthony Edwards, but it'd be nice to have a player that wants to stay on your team. And it's so much easier to get mad at, you know, the GMs and the ownership and organization than it is to just not want to watch the games because your players are moving on or your players aren't as good on your team. Then it's just, at least Portland has something to wake up and be like, you know what? I'll go to a Portland game and watch Damian Lillard light it up for 40 points. That's a good, that's a good entertainment right there. Yeah, You'll see them put up 40 points, but they'll lose. <laughs> yeah. I get well, that. But in, it's... in response to his grass isn't greener on the other side, like, Right. Sure, I understand that, but at the same time, AD left, won a championship. KD left, won a championship. I mean, LeBron, plenty, left. LeBron left, won a championship. Plenty of players have left and won championships. I think the gr grass isn't going to be greener when you can't shoot threes and you're Russell Westbrook and make bad decisions. <laughs> um, but I think Dame's uh, um, like shooting can make him fit with any team. Um, kind of how we were talking about KD earlier is like, Katie's the type of player that can fit with any team, and I think Dame's honestly the type of player that could fit with any team. Um, it's more just kind of like I understand what he's saying though, of like staying loyal to a team. Like it does make sense. It does kind of suck that like it is the way it is in the NBA. That we know, especially as T Wolves fans, that like you know, like players just don't want to come here. Like we don't get buyout players. We don't get. Um, we get fleeced for trades because um, we have to overpay for trades because players don't want to sign here. Um, like that's part of the reason why we make some of these trades um, because like we probably wouldn't have got D'Lo too. Like if it was just signing because we had to overpay to get him, we traded Wiggins and Kaminga for him. Um, it's just it can be frustrating as a small market team. So I do like that Dame is. Um, you know, pretty, um, I don't know what the word would be for loyal? it. Um, well, yeah, loyal. I was trying to think of it on my tongue, but I like that he's loyal. I think, I think that they are kind of getting, getting a little bit closer. I mean, I love shade and sharp. He's been just a beast at times. Like he's thrown some posters down that have been crazy this year and he's just a good player in general. Um, Simons has been great. I think, uh, they really just more need some size. I feel like they're kind of a smaller team. Um, and I think if they could get some size, it would be, would be pretty helpful. Um, that's why it honestly wouldn't be the worst thing if they miss the playoffs. But 
just knowing how good Dane's been playing late, what did you say he was averaging 45 or something like the last? 40, 46 in the last three games, three so games. last seven days since All-Star break. Pretty nuts. It doesn't look like he's uh, looking towards the draft at all, but what? so what do you guys think Like their odds are of making the playoffs now with like the LeBron injury? And I think, what are they sitting at, like 10 seed right now or – no, I think they're still around oh, like twelve. Oh, still down. Okay. Yeah. I mean, since, I mean, if we want to bring up Portland and and then we can for sure. Let's we can talk about them a little bit. Um. Yeah. You know, they have a chance of making the play-in game. I still think you know a player like Yusuf Nurkic, who they had high hopes of, especially when they got rid of Jokic, which most people don't even think of that now. Is he Jokic was on Portland? Like they had. They had an option, either keep use of Nurkic or the Joker, and they chose Nurkic. So, um, wasn't it the opposite? Wasn't weren't they both on Denver? No, I did get that mixed up. Yeah, they were both on Denver. That's right. Yeah. So Denver made the right choice, but I I feel like back in the day, like you know, Portland could have maybe gotten the Joker instead. And that team would have been 10 times better. I just think with the injury that Nurkic had, I think it was he tore his ACL or something, missed a year. Snapped his leg. Snapped his leg, yeah. Um, you know, just. They had, the, they had the bad luck with John, or not John Collins, Zach Collins, too. Um, they've had a lot of bad luck. Like, like bigs, if you go yeah. through their, I mean, Brandon Roy, even. You know, in the early Greg 2000s, Odin. Greg Oden. I they mean, missed out on Kevin Durant. <laughs> there's been some struggles, yeah, but you see that a lot with small markets. And I think, you know, we saw them add somebody like Jeremy Grant in the offseason, you know, getting him from Detroit. We all thought it was going to be a really good addition, and it started that way to start the season, but uh, his numbers have dipped off. Um, their defense hasn't gotten any better over the last 10 years um <laughs> it just they they need to find guards if, if they can turn Shaden sharp into a solid quality defender a better cj mccollum that's the only way i see this getting better but there's there's a timeline i mean dames how old is he 33 34 somewhere around there so like they have this short little window where they can kind of operate um, and it, it kind of seems like it just the door was shut after that Golden State uh, run where they were the, I think they were the one seed uh, and they played Golden State and lost twice against them back to back years. So um, if, if they can't improve their defense a little bit and then find an, another consistent score that can give you 20, 30 points uh, to help out Damian Lillard, I just don't see a way in. You know, in which they're gonna like scare a, a top team or anything. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more on it. Just like they're really just missing like a another. Obviously, they're young, but they're missing like a. I think more of like a bigger, like either small forward through center type player. Um, which Jeremy Grant was playing good earlier, but even like we've seen like him with the Nuggets is like. You don't really want Jeremy Grant to be your second option. You want him to be more of like a third, fourth option, um, which is why they let him go because they didn't want to pay him uh, first or second option money, um, which the yeah, Pistons I, did. I think he's more on like Aaron Gordon's level as like a fourth option. Oh, yeah. On a good championship team. Yeah, I would agree because, I mean, like when you look at the Suns, like he's now nowhere close to Devin Booker or Durant's level and – they need a second player of that level. Um, that's why the you could see. I mean, you will see Dame in trade talks throughout the summer too, because like um, he's getting up there in age, and he's that perfect player where like teams like the Lakers would be like, this would be the missing piece between us and winning a title, or like the Heat would be like, this is the missing piece, um, even like. Celtics maybe if they wanted to give up somebody um, and I think the value might be going down a little bit at the older he gets but at the same time like when you're scoring 71 points in a game like um, 
it's not going to be cheap to get Dame. Um, yeah, yeah it's, I mean, 71 points. I was looking at the most points scored against every NBA team. And, I mean, just to share a few, of course, you have Will Chamberlain's 100-point game against the Knicks. You got Kobe's 81-point game against the Raptors. David Thompson had a 73-point game against the Pistons. Uh, we got the current ones. We got Donovan Mitchell, his 71 points. Uh, against the Bulls this season, Devin Booker, uh, two seasons ago, had a 70-point game against the Celtics. And then you have now Damian Lillard's 71-point game against Houston. Uh, I have just a question for you guys real quick. Who do you guys think had the most amount of points for a player against one team, but is the least amongst all the 32 franchises? If that makes sense for you guys. So, like... You know, the most would be, obviously, Will Chamberlain's 100-point game against New York. Uh, and then you just the lowest one out of the, a franchise. Do we get a hint? Well, the ones that I mentioned on here, it's not the Knicks, it's not the Raptors, it's not the Pistons, it's not the Bulls, it's not the Celtics, and it's not Houston. That's your hint. Well, since we were talking you want earlier... another hint, or... I'll give you another I, hint. I, I went with the T-Wolves since we were talking earlier about it. Timberwolves are this at their second. Second lowest, which was the 55. Yeah, 55 points by Tony Parker. By Tony Parker. Yeah, I think I think you guys looked that up beforehand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but who do, you, who do you guys think was bef- below that? And I think it was – I think it was 54 points. So it was one less point than Tony Parker's against – um, the T wolves. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just put out two guesses right away. I'm gonna, my first one would be. You want me to give you a hint? No, 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 no. I'm gonna say. I, I got one more guess too. After. I'm gonna say the Utah Jazz. Nope. Yeah, I was, that was literally my guess. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> um. Oof. It's a franchise that started about 25 to 30 years ago. <laughs> about when the T-Wolves started in the 90s or yeah. 80s. This is the yeah. Sacramento Kings. This, this is their oh, second. Yeah. Is it the Kings? No, not the Kings. This is the, they have they've they had a name before this name. So they've had two names. Washington Bullets. No, it's not Washington. The Brooklyn Nets. Nope. It's a Western Conference team in the Timberwolves. This is the Trailblazers? Clippers. Not, not, in, not in the Timberwolves division. Um, they used to be the Hornets. Uh, oh, New Orleans. Yeah. Pelicans. Ah, I so knew had, it. I'll give you a hint on the on the guy. You guys probably won't guess him, but he got this in 2005. David um, West. Nope. Oh, um, what the heck's his name? Is it, uh, is it the one that they got? Um, this player played on the Trailblazers. Wore the number three, I believe. Give me his first name, or the first letter of his first name. <laughs> um, I'll give you a different hint. Um, uh, da, 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 da. he's got the same last name as a player that. A big man that played with Steve Nash on the Suns. Um, Amari Stoudemire. Damien yep, Stoudemire. Damien Stoudemire. Damon, Damon Stoudemire <laughs> scored 54 points against the New Orleans Pelicans. That is, I mean, Damn. it's pretty impressive to only have like have a franchise and only give up 54 as your career high as a franchise. Same with Timberwolves, only 55. Granted, it. It is kind of weird that Tony Parker lit you up for 55 and nobody else has lit you up since that for more. But um, 
I thought it was kind of cool just going through them all. There was, I think there was a bunch of them, of course, for Wilt. I think Wilt had like probably like seven or eight of them, something like that. Kobe had like three. I think MJ had like two or three as well. Um, Mello had one. None from LeBron, though, which is a little bit surprising. But uh, I don't think LeBron's really known as like he's never like that guy that's always wanted to score first unless it's needed in the playoffs or something like that. So uh, it was just kind of cool to kind of go through all those and see who's the top score against each franchise. But um, uh, just speaking of LeBron Lakers, you know, LeBron's out two to three weeks. I think they did move it to three weeks. So, you know, injury woes are hitting the Lakers once again. And, you know, all it takes, I mean, Having LeBron out, it's going to be huge, and especially if AD can't stay healthy. I know they got a bunch of role players to kind of, you know, fix some of that, but you kind of need AD and LeBron if you want to make, you know, a run to make the playoffs and not just be a play-in team. Um, do you guys think this affects their playoff chances, their play-in chances, or both uh, in general? I mean... They have D'Angelo Russell, right? So they shouldn't have a problem. He's in, he's injured. <laughs> no, um, I think they're gonna make the play in. Uh, probably, I, I'd say probably a nine or eight, but I don't have hardly any expectations for them. I, if they're lucky to get out of the play in stage, they're losing first round. Yeah, I mean, with Al LeBron, I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs because, I, I mean, he's definitely, like, without D'Lo there and LeBron, like, they have no passing, really, like, no real firm, like, uh, distributor. Uh, like, AD's good, but I think, we. I mean, we've seen him be the lead guy before when he was younger, and it was a tough time for him without like a distributor like LeBron. Um, and also LeBron's averaging like 30 points a game this year too. So like, that's like a pretty big uh, subtraction of points on a nightly basis. And yep. you need to make that up in other places, which is tougher when you don't have your best passer um, to make it up in other places. Cause guys like Beasley and like even like Vanderbilt and corner threes and stuff like that. Like, you need somebody that draws defenses down, which LeBron does when he drives, and then you kick to these good shooters. Um, so it could be tough. I mean, I think they'll win games just out of, like, sheer will of, like, AD putting up 30 and 20 and there's games like that. And occasionally Dennis Schroeder will go off with like, a pretty good game. Like, um, But I think without LeBron, like – they're already like um, kind of like fighting for a playoff spot. So I don't really see them making up too much ground. It, it would probably be on the Jazz or the Pelicans, um, depending on when Zion gets back. Well, Pels have already dropped. I think they're, I think they might have the same record as the Lakers right now. No, the Pelicans are 31 and 32, and the Lakers are 30 and 33. Okay. So. So Pels are still tenth, right? Pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. But I, so, I see, I see Portland definitely making a run for that nine ten spot. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be like an uphill battle, especially with LeBron out. They're going to need D'Lo to come back and kind of even that workload and you know score a little bit more, facilitate more. Uh, we know D'Lo's having his best statistical. Uh, season this year, but uh, they're definitely going to need it with LeBron out. Um, and it's coming at a tough part in the season because, you know, they got about a little over a month and a half left until the end of the season, I believe. About two months left um, until playoffs start. So he's going to be out for at least a month of that, which. Yeah. And that, I mean, looking at their, it's tougher. their next five games, too, they play. T Wolves, who are a playoff team right now, Golden State playoff team, Memphis, Toronto, and New York are their next five games. Which, yep, those aren't the easiest five games either. Um, like those could very well be uh, 
one and four to two and three stretch if they don't play well. Um, but I think the good thing is that they do have some other players um, that can step up. It's just a matter of will they step up. Right. And somebody like Schroeder, who's played better when LeBron's not on the court, he's a player that comes to mind where he needs to step up. Um, you know, Hachimura has looked a little bit better too um, since joining the squad. He's got to, you know, pick up not only minutes, but also his play. Beasley's got to be a sharpshooter. AD's got to do AD things. Um, you just need a lot of those role players, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, a bunch of these players to kind of step up into, you know, kind of familiar roles that they've they've been in their careers. You know, Lonnie Walker started. Austin Reeves has started. Um, they, they just got to have a lot of help. And, it, you know, I, you brought up a good point. That is a tough stretch, Matt, where I could see them losing to all five of those teams. So if they can come out of that winning three out of those five, I think that's that's definitely a win. Even though, you know, in Lakers fans' eyes, that's probably not what they're looking for. Um, nor is that organization in general. So, you know, it's it's going to be a tough stretch. And, you know, it does have me doubting whether, you know, I think, you know, on a podcast that I had with Adam, I think I said that they have a chance to be a fifth seed, possibly get up there to a five seed and, and not have to deal with that play-in spot or... Um, and actually have a first round chance to actually get out of the first round. But, you know, with this injury news, uh, it does have me doubting whether that's going to happen or not. Um, but uh, it's going to be tough. But uh, a team I want to talk about right before we get out of here is is the Warriors. You know, uh, we had a lot of question marks, you know, coming out of All-Star break, especially with Steph's injury. We do have good news um, besides their three and one start uh, out of this all-star break is, you know, Steph should be returning on this road trip. I know Matt loves this for his fantasy team. How is this going to affect the Warriors um, going forward? And do they have a, you know, a better chance of not being in that play-in situation? Yeah, I mean, getting Steph back will be huge. I mean, he's before the injury, he was having a really great year. Um, I know he had another injury earlier, but other than that, he had been shooting really well. And I think that they're a team that really does probably need to be at home because they're 25 and 7 at home. They're 7 and 23 on the road. So they're one of the best teams in the league at home, one of the worst teams in the league on the road. So getting a home playoff series would be great. Um, but at the end of the day, I think really this Warriors team is a team that is built for the playoffs. Um, they just need to get their healthy. They need Draymond to be healthy. They need Wiggins to come back healthy. They need Steph to be healthy. And I think with all the experience that this team has, I think they can fight with any team, no matter who the team is. I would give them a chance in the series just because they have those type of players that can change games in an instant because of their three-point shooting. Like, you never know when Clay's going to go off for a huge game. He's been on fire lately. Steph can go off. You never know when Wiggins is going to turn into two-way Wiggins. Uh, Draymond yeah, can't really I mean, score. But... Adam, they just won a championship last yeah. year, right? Why should we doubt him? <laughs> yeah, why should we doubt him, Alex? I'm asking you. I'm not doubting him. No? No, no. All I right. think... With Steph back, there's no reason to doubt him. I'll give you a situation here. All right. So let's just say um, the playoffs started right now. Okay. The Suns are the four seed and Golden State are the five seed. Right. The right? Suns are going home early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about the Suns. The Suns with home court advantage. I'm still worried about the Suns. Really? If it starts right now and KD's only played one game with the Suns no, 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 and they're no, no. starting Josh Okogi at the two, <laughs> yeah, I'm I think t- I'm taking the Warriors. I'm still taking the Phoenix Suns. I don't know. Well, about I you. know I know you're taking the Phoenix Suns because you're Devin Booker biasness, but dude, I mean, KD just joined the team, just got off injury. 
So is Steph. Steph's getting off injury. Steph's been on Golden State his entire career. Yeah, but he's he just doesn't gonna... have... He doesn't have to come into a new team. How do we know how he's... No, no, I'm just... <laughs> no go ahead. Say it. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no. But still, like, either way, like, that would be a really fun matchup to watch, but... I... But if you're a Suns fan, you don't want to see Golden State first round? Mm, not particularly, but it would be a fun... Um, Serious to watch for sure. That's like saying if you had to play the Bucks first round, you're not feeling good about that. Or Boston. I'm putting Golden State just. No, in that I, I'm just saying well. that it would be enjoyable to watch because of all the the yes. super, like the Bucks. When you play the Bucks, you just know you're gonna get butt fucked. That's it. That's it. <laughs> like and it's not anything. It's not anything flashy. It's nothing. It's nothing flashy. It's just. We're going to drive the ball with Giannis every single play, and let's see how you can yeah. handle it. But Golden State, they're like, well, if you can't guard the three, you're going to lose. And it would be really fun to watch because usually a lot of people don't watch for, like, not a – I'd say a lot of non-NBA fans don't watch first-round basketball. But, like, that would be a first-round series that everybody everybody would watch. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, usually the first round is isn't the most exciting. Second, second and, and on is usually when the playoffs start getting pretty feisty. Semis, conference finals, finals, those are those are the time to when it gets serious. Really? I didn't know that, Alex. Well, in your situation, first round would be serious too with Suns and Golden State, but yeah. obviously things are going to change going forward. I, I don't think that either team would want that matchup really in the first round. Um, no. It would definitely be a change from last year because I feel like I wouldn't say the Warriors, like anytime you win a championship, you have to win tough games. Um, but they definitely had like no, the, nobody they played last year would have been the same as this Suns team where like it was Jokic without Murray and uh, Porter Jr. And then um the Mavs was just Luca pretty much and then um that Memphis series was looking really tough until Ja got hurt um I, out of those teams like I, I probably wouldn't want to play the Grizz the most just if I was the Warriors just because they have a lot of size um Jaws kind of a mismatch for them a little bit too because he's a very downhill fast point guard um that can leap out of the gym. Um, that's why, like, a, a matchup against Chris Paul, like, it gives somebody for Steph to guard, like, easier than um, Ja would be. Uh, that's why, I, that's why actually why I think that the Kings could cause troubles for some teams is because De'Aaron Fox is in that same kind of – he's not obviously Ja, but he's all, one of – Offensively, yeah. Yeah, but he's one of the fastest point guards in the league, if not the fastest from sideline to sideline. Yeah. Um, so he can give teams problems if they don't have a defender that can keep up. Um, if I was the Suns, the team that I'd be most worried about would probably be the Clippers getting revenge on them for last year. Um, I think the Clippers, I mean, they were missing Kawhi in that series too, and they were giving them all they could take. They got that nice tip in from Aiton to win one of those games, but um i think the clippers have the perimeter defenders too that they could keep up with kd uh with Kawhi on kd and stuff like that so that would be an interesting series i think the clippers are what are they fourth right now or they're uh seventh damn well yeah they've dropped the, dropped their last three since the All break right, so that's, yeah, that's right. and the thing is that the, the difference between the fifth seed and the twelfth is four games, right? Which is insanely close. Still compact in the West, and this is something we're going to go over in our next podcast. We're going to go through our our power rankings for all thirty two teams. We'll kind of discuss uh, some of the playoff opportunities uh, to come forward, and then uh, something big that uh, you know we're not too happy to talk about, but we got to talk about. And the next podcast is the John Morant situation that's been going on. Um, so we'll touch back base on those two in our next podcast. Uh, make sure to like and follow if you guys enjoy the content. Uh, 
if you have any comments, questions, concerns, send it into our Gmail account at shotside at gmail.com. We also have new content coming out on our YouTube page, TikTok, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. Um, and uh, like always, guys, peace out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.